When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. Wow, last week was so much fun, wasn't it? Oh my god, that was a blast. Andy is a really cool guy. Yeah, he knows way too much. (laughs) Well, that's why he has a podcast called Edumacation. Yeah, he likes educating people, or edumacating people, like us, who don't know. I mean, you know how we berated us for not seeing all those references? (laughs) I mean, come on. So... To be fair, we didn't do the research and and watch Twilight Zone and stuff no. like so maybe in the future we tend to watch those things before they happen. Maybe. maybe. Well we'll see. Yeah. I, I do like I do like people just saying, You haven't seen it yet. Well geez. <laughs> yeah. But that's how okay. Dare people you. That's, that's how okay. people, people are, don't watch yeah, that's okay. People don't watch things. It's it's quite all right. Yes. But this week we're getting back to normal. Obviously, last week was uh Treehouse of Horrors, so we didn't have uh, the traditional episode with Correct. our final thoughts and uh, ratings and stuff like that, just because it makes it a little bit uh, more difficult. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. When you, I, I don't when know you how you that. grade a Treehouse of Horror episode. I really don't. Yeah, you really can't, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, that was last week. Now we're back to, back to some uh, organization a little bit. We're going to go through episode uh, four from season two. Uh, which is two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish. Mm, curiouser I, I would, and curiouser. I would like a three-eyed fish. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, I, I think, I have I think two your son fish. would love a three-eyed fish. Yeah. I mean, I have two fish, both with two eyes. I mean, I guess I could poke one of them out and then I have two fish with three eyes, but I still don't think that's, that's a little unethical. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Uh, All right. Which we'll learn about ethics in this episode. A lot of ethics. (laughs) A lot of ethics. Okay, so the air date for this episode was uh, November 1st, 1990. And funny enough, oh no, yeah, they took a week off between Halloween and uh, this episode. Because the last episode... Because the last episode aired on December 24th. You mean October 24th? Or October... October 24th. Which means this was, they actually oh, yeah. waited a day. One day. That, <laughs> oh, we did mention that, that Thursdays and they, the dates were a little bit off on a few of them. There are. I think, I believe this one is actually, this one might be a Saturday? Sunday? Yeah. So they changed it up a little bit throughout this, uh, throughout this season. The, the dates were kind of off for season two. Um, so a quick recap, after Bart catches a three-eyed fish, Burns decides to run for mayor to make sure the governor power... I think I wrote that wrong. I did. You it did was write good. mayor. It's supposed to be governor. That is yes, it's 100% governor. my bad. Yeah, that's what I get for reading the notes. Well, maybe uh, you should... Uh... <laughs> By the way, this episode did air on a Thursday. So Apparently the, the tree household one was a Wednesday. Was a Wednesday. Good to know. All right, so Burns decides to run for governor to make sure the nuclear power plant doesn't get closed. And Marge decides to get involved. 
Ooh, sneaky, Ooh. sneaky Marge. So uh, she pulled up, she pulled the rug out under everyone. Oh yeah, it's great, and we'll get into it. The chalkboard gag this week. I will not Xerox my butt. And for any of our maybe sort of younger listeners, if you don't know what a Xerox machine is, it's a copier <laughs> machine. I don't know, you know if anybody is. really calls it a Xerox machine anymore. No, I don't think so. I think it's just co- well, Xerox is a brand name. That's, That's true. why I think. The funny it's, thing it's is, it's like Kleenex or Band-Aid or Bubbler or Bubbler. Bubbler is so, the brand name. So, all right, guys, <laughs> let's make sure that we give Xerox. It's uh, I think Xerox is still a company. Is it? Maybe. I don't know. I actually haven't seen a Xerox branded anything in a very long time. I mean, I work at a, you know, in an office setting and I'm pretty sure our printers are not Xerox machines. No, Xerox might be out of business. Sorry, we didn't do our research on that on the chalkboard <laughs> gag because we're not insane. So uh, I was curious uh, to see how much Maggie costs at the cash register. Uh, she costs $847.63. And you know, I was wondering where you got that number from because you like don't see it. But I paused. It was like, you did. And I went back and I was like, pause, missed it. Rewind, paused, missed it. Okay, you know what? I'm going to take his word for it because I did. The funny thing is I did see a number flash as I was pausing it, but the pause and the TV weren't lining up. Like, like the way I did it is like I started it, I paused it and then started and then like quickly, like I did it super quickly. Like you got to have to hit that pause button super quick on the remote. Man, Maggie's an expensive baby. I thought kids were priceless, but apparently they are not. I mean, maybe there by is. 1990 standards, that's expensive, but by today's standards, that's pretty cheap to to have a kid. Yeah, not really. Cheap kids are expensive. Yeah. Kids in general. So, <laughs> yes, they are. So couch gag this week, uh, the couch. So the Timpsons run in, they sit down and the couch folds out into a uh, bed. You yep. know, one of those uh, fold out beds, ca- fold out beds. And they must have really uh, kicked that hard, which is funny because. Most fold-out beds don't work unless you take the couch cushions off first. Yeah, that's one broken uh, couch. Yeah. I mean, after sitting on it, last week it fell, well, not last week, but two weeks ago, it fell through the floor. So obviously it broke. Yeah. Man, that's that's a wicked couch. I wish I could fold out a couch without taking off the couch cushions first. I mean, it'd be nice. Save some time. So the episode starts with Bart and Lisa at the old fishing hole. Have you ever been to like a, like, I don't know, a creek or a park and they actually name like to go fishing and they name the the fishing hole? Like well, there's I a just, sign. There's a literal sign that said, oh, this is the, the old fishing hole. Like my guess is it was there before the power plant was built. Probably because old was spelt with an E, which means it was really old or somebody just liked old English or that. But I do like how the uh, journalist knew exactly where, like, I don't know if he was just going there to find, you know, three-eyed fish. Yeah. Obviously, that's not why he went, but no, I think he was just doing a news report on the nuclear power plant. And he was just driving around and saw them fishing. Maybe, unless he just decided to test the water or do something in that matter, but saw Bart and Lisa there. So Lisa's sitting there and Bart and Lisa's like... I don't like fishing. I just do it for the tranquil feeling. I mean, you know, sometimes this is nice to be out there and pretending to fish. It's pretty peaceful. Yep. And Bart, <laughs> ooh, 
Bardsley. So Dave Sutton, the journalist, was Shutton. like, "What's Shutton? Shutton. Shutton? Yeah, was what's your name, son? I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you?" <laughs> this is now the second time he's done that to an adult, as we all remember when Homer pretends to be uh, Santa Claus when they get Santa's little helper. Uh, yep. Bart responds in the same way, and uh, the investigative journalist was like. That's not how we used to, you know, talk to our elders. And it's, it's Bart Simpsons, man. He's got that in your face attitude. Yeah. He's like, I'm Dave Sutton. I'm an investigative reporter. Who's on the, who's on this road a lot. And I must say that my day, we didn't talk that way to our elders. Bart's like, well, this is my day and we do, sir. (laughs) But he says, sir. So obviously he at least has some respect for his elders. Yeah. But I do, I do like the the report, uh, the investigative reporter. Yeah, I'm on this road a lot. <laughs> he see, he must have been really looking for that story on the nuclear power uh, plant. So you know they're fishing, and I I do like to use worms when I fish, which hasn't been in a while. I don't know if you have a particular bait that you like to use. Yeah, worms are good. I think the fishies like worms. Yeah, they like the worms swimming around in their. Uh, in their mouth before they get caught. So uh, as, as he's talking to the kids, uh, Bart catches a fish. What do you know? And it's orange and it's got three eyes, which the reporter literally turns the fish around. He's like, wait a minute. One. And the funny thing is, is you see the three eyed fish, but when the reporter turns it the first time, you only see one eye. And then he turns it the second time. You see the second eye, he turns it again. You see the third eye. And I'm like, we just saw all three eyes. I think we know how many eyes are on the fish. I mean, I, like I could understand, like if you saw the fish and he's like, he sees the three eyes and he's like counting in his head. Wait a second, one, two. Wait, that's not right. But he actually like points at each eye and counts it out. Like, yep. No, it was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, so the journalist is like, okay, this is news, and there's several articles that come out. So yep. a mutation caught uh, at old fishing hole. Now it's old fishing hole, not yep. old fishing hole. Is the power plant responsible? And then boy was using five pound test and ordinary worms. Sister was just there for the tranquility. <laughs> now Bart was using a stick with string on it. Yeah. He was not using a fishing rod. No, he was not. And then. Uh, so, so obviously they were over exaggerating in the news. So then the next scene you see Bart, you know, putting the news article in a binder and right next to it, there's another article about uh, Vandal decapitating statue. And uh, I wonder where that came from. The Telltale Head episode. Yeah. So, you know, I like to, you know, I like to used to say that the Simpsons don't do continuity and uh, I've been proven wrong. Yes, the Simpsons did it. The Simpsons do do <laughs> continuity. I mean, it's minor. Obviously, every episode is kind of different. And like nothing really changes, but you know, but they do I mean, throughout, but throughout the series so far, you, there's always throwbacks to things. At least Homer did. Yeah. I don't know if there's many throwbacks to things Bart did, but there are quite a few throwbacks to what Homer does a lot. Yeah. So then we see another spinny headline, uh, and it goes uh, "fishing hole" or "fission hole." Burns denies responsibility in fish flap. And then underneath it says, count the eyes, Mr. Burns. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta keep people responsible and accountable. Yep. And, and Burns is the most uh, unethical uh, guy in the world, as we will uh, come upon here. People hate him. 
Oh, they the, absolutely the town do not, does not like him, as we will find out. But uh, yeah, he is probably the most despised human in Springfield. Yep. So the governor calls for a power plant investigation, um, and the governor of Springfield is uh, Mary Bailey. And her name is uh, the same name as George Bailey's wife in the movie It's a Wonderful Life. That is correct. So, you know, you know, the Simpsons, they like to use from, I would say, pop culture. But, you know, It's a Wonderful Life is like almost a 60 year old movie at this point. It's still pop culture. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it was, you know, about 25, between 25 and 30. I believe it came out in 1964. So, you know, a 20 plus year old reference. But a lot of people do watch It's a Wonderful Life every year. So yep. a, a lot of people might get that reference. Yep. So Homer is about ready to go to work. And as you mentioned, Maggie slips out of her high chair. That's almost to be a horrible high chair. Yeah. Well, you know, Maggie, uh, she's a squirrely baby. Oh, she is. She squirms around everywhere. So Homer doesn't like that President's Day uh, because he wants more paid holidays. So they... They merge Lincoln and Washington's Washington, birthday. Washington's birthday all into one holiday. Yeah. It is and kind so, of a chip. Yeah. And I love how like he's complaining about it. And then Marge goes, Homer, you're going to be late for work. He's like, ah, somebody will punch me in. I'm like, I want to work at that job. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I've actually worked at a job where other people will punch other people in. Yeah. And it's, yeah, very unethical. Oh, very unethical. I mean, don't get me wrong. The job that I currently work at and my my first full-time job that I had, um, we get to type in our hours. Now, don't get me wrong. There was a, a, a time card machine where we just swipe our card or we could just type them in. And so I would just type it in and, you know, my bosses, they know I'm there. But the con about typing in your own hours is if you forget to do it so swiping in and out is probably a better system having somebody swipe in for you you shouldn't do that that's right so homer finally gets to work and uh laments how he can't get to work on time for good notice even though he's the one that can't get to work on time it's like dude it's your own fault yep and so in the midst of all this we have the uh safety inspectors or I guess the nuclear power plant inspectors yep. coming by to do a little in, in uh, inspection. And there are several, uh, several infractions, several infractions. We'll get to so how many a, in a second here, but well, how, what, what do they point out? They point out that there is gum used to seal crack in the cooling tower. That's a big no, no. Yeah. You probably shouldn't do that. No. Uh, plutonium rod is used as a paperweight. Again, probably shouldn't do that, which is, I feel like the plutonium rod would burn through the table. Like it wouldn't necessarily. Well, well, it's radiating paper. So yeah, probably. Probably. And then uh, there's a crack in an acid pipe. That's dripping. And I think Burrs was like, oh, that's been like that for years. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't make it better. (laughs) No, it does not make it any better. And I like how they're standing in it. Like it's like a pool. I know. Maybe, Maybe the radiation's all gone from that pool. I, I don't know. It's shin. It's shin deep. They're shin deep in nuclear waste, and apparently, <laughs> but then I like I like how they get to Homer's sector, oh, and then they're like monitoring station unmanned. <laughs> well, but it wasn't unmanned. He was just sleeping. Yeah, I, I well, know they're woke, probably trying to make up fun and started of working. I'm, I'm sure they're trouble. It's just a joke at Homer's expense that he's useless. 
And, but at the same time, he was there. They could have written down, oh, employees sleep on the job instead of station unmanned. Because I, I really don't feel like the station was unmanned. Or they could have been safety inspector fall asleep at job. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then they, uh, ask, so after the inspection, they go back up to Burns's office and Burns goes, oh, who, who cares? Carelessly left all this pile of money right here. Why don't I leave? Uh, he's talking to the inspector. Why don't I leave you and the money alone? And he steps outside. Like, yeah, he's like, Smithers, why don't we leave this room? And hopefully when we return, the pile of money will be gone. And I'm like, you like, I get it. Burns has a lot of money and he's trying to, uh, obviously it's a bribe for the safety inspector and the safety inspector actually has morals, which is good. I love the fact that the safety inspector is like, Burns, you're trying to bribe me. Uh, I found 342 violations. Please. I feel like if a place has more than like 10 violations, that place it should, should be shut down. down. Probably should be shut, especially a nuclear power plant. Yeah, especially nuclear power plants that have glow-in-the-dark rats. Yeah, I love that when they uh, cut to a scene. Oh, it was at, because uh, Homer fell asleep and... Uh, but he wakes up that, at 930. Like he wakes up at like 930. Like, oh, I'm still working. Oh, wait. And then he calls Marge to say it's <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, 12 hour days are killing me. Yeah. But uh, before we see that Homer had fallen asleep at work, uh, Burns asked Smithers how much it would cost to repair all the violations. And uh Smithers goes, uh, he does the calculation and it comes out to $56 million to fix a power plant. It was a little bit more. I think it was like 56 million and eight, like 800,000 or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, like, I saw an eight in there. Yeah. Dude, you're like the richest man in town. You're telling me you don't have $56 million to uh, fix your power plant. Well, I mean, I think that would just make the power plant broke at that point. Probably. And then after that Burns kicks out Smithers and he gets uh, hammered. And he sings a song, I believe the name of the song is Oh Brother or Out Thou, which is also another title of a different Simpsons episode yep. or close to it. I don't know where the song comes from. I should have done the research a little bit more, but I was just like, eh, he's drunk. That's what drunk people do. They sing. Well, it's an old song from his era. Remember, he's 81 yeah. years old, so it's okay. from from his time. Yep. Homer gives uh, Burns the idea to run for governor in his car without slightly insulting him. Yep. Yeah. Only, only uh, honest people can't run for uh, government. And, uh, and Homer is just like, well, why don't you do it? He's like, are you saying I'm not honest? And Homer's like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying you have the money to run for governor. Yeah, exactly. We get to see uh, Burns's little uh, speech on TV and they're preluded, or I'm guessing interrupted by, um, a dreary uh, movie for a dreary afternoon. Uh, at least that's yep. what uh, Abe Simpson and uh, Jasper are watching. Yeah. I um, love the, the fact that like, they argued with one another to change the channel. And they're like, ah, screw it. We'll just watch whatever's on. Like, yep. I feel like, I feel like we might've done that when we were kids or like, no, you, cause we had an old TV where it was the turn knobs. We didn't have the remote clicker. It's like, you change the channel. Nah, you change it. And then we're like, eh, screw it. We'll just watch whatever comes on next. Yep. And so Burns kind of basically sets the tone um, for running for governor. Yep. We learn that apparently Springfield, they closed down the bars. Yep. And Barney, Barney's pissed. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of a town closing down their bars for an election. And this episode 
did come out in an election year because 1990 was a president. Uh, nope, I lied. It was not a presidential year. I mean, it, I mean, I'm sure there were elections in 1990 because there's elections every freaking year. It seems like. Um, well, maybe it was an election year for a governor. Yeah, it could have been, but like, I don't think I've ever heard of a city or a, a village or whatever closing down their bars because there's an election. Well, you don't want to be drunk while you're voting, right? I mean, <laughs> you might vote for the wrong person. I mean, you, okay, you know, to be fair, there's not a voting for wrong person. Wink, wink. Yeah. Oh, wait, I said the loud part soft and winked at the soft part. So then, uh, so they're like, so before Burns goes on, they're like, oh, you got to smile more, smile more. And he's like, they, they're like, oh, okay, perfect. And Burns is like, I'm going to be sore in the morning because, you know, Burns is a surly old man who doesn't smile. Exactly. And so they do the commercial. And this is actually where we first hear the first hear the name of the fish. And it's Mr. Burns who coins the fish's name as Blinky. I I the fish does blink a lot. It does. But I never knew, like I've seen this episode, obviously, and it's been a really long time since I've seen this episode. I did not realize that Burns was the one that called the fish Blinky. So in the, in the commercial or, well, I guess it's more of a, what would you call it? A, uh, like a live political ad. A live, yeah. Sort of. They, uh, they talked to an actor for Darwin. Yeah. Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin. And Darwin's like, you see every so often mother nature changes their animals, giving them bigger teeth, sharper claws, longer legs, or in this case, a third eye. <laughs> And if these variations turn out to be an improvement, the new animals thrive and multiply and spread across the face of the earth. So birds like, so you're saying this fish might have an advantage over the other fish that uh, may in fact be a kind of super fish. <laughs> and Darwin's like, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't mind having a third eye. Would you? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Burns even says in a little ad that uh, Blinky would taste good. Uh, so hold on to that thought. Yep. And I love at the end, Burns is standing there with the flag and the motto of the state that Springfield is in yep. is not just another state, which, <laughs> you know, early on, obviously we're only on season two, episode four, but they're already alluding to the fact that Springfield is just somewhere. Yes. Yeah. We're not in a state. So, uh, so after so the speak. So after the ad, we go back to the Simpsons household and Homer is like, oh, you got to vote for Burns. And Marge is like, oh, I'm a Governor Bailey woman. And they like fight and they call each other names. And I just wanted to note that, you know, this is a 30 year episode, 30 year old episode. And things really haven't changed. No, I, I do like Lisa, though, at the beginning, she's like, ooh, a political discussion at our table. I yeah. feel like a Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I, you know what? We should all be discussing in a respectful manner. And obviously in this episode, that doesn't happen. Uh, Burns' team tries to do mudslinging and try to do deceitful tactics, which happens all the time in politics. And well, you do know the positions on Burns' political team, right? There's well, a speechwriter, yep. a joke writer, yep. a spin doctor, yep. <laughs> a makeup man. I like how it's makeup man, not makeup artist. Yep. A uh, personal trainer, mud raker, character assassin, <laughs> mudslinger, and garbologist. I don't know what a garbologist is. Maybe uh, cutting through all of uh, Burns's garble. Maybe. So I mean, this is this is a somewhat heavy political episode for the last like you know ten to fifteen minutes, 
And we, we, we will not ever talk about politics unless it shows up in a Simpsons episode. And obviously we won't, you know, give our opinions on whatever politics, but uh, it does, this episode still captures the essence of how politics are driven in American society. And that was part, I think that was part of the reason the uh, writers wrote this episode in my research. I think I came across something like that. So, you know what, if you're having a political discussion, try to be respectful. And if you don't think you can walk away, unlike the Simpsons here where they like name called each other and, it split the house and it's never good. Well, it was mostly Homer versus everyone else. Well, I, th- I feel like Bart sided with Homer, but I don't think Only, Bart. Well, was... Bart was wearing a shirt that says, I have to vote for Burns because my dad said so. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, it wasn't Lisa's like, I can't vote, but if I could, I'd vote for Bailey. Yep. Yep. All right. So Burns picks uh, Homer's house to eat, to appeal to the common man. And I yep. do like his, his choice, like, oh, I get your angle. Every Joe meatball and Sally house code in this godforsaken state will see me hunkering down for chow with Eddie punch clock. The media (laughs) will have a field day. (laughs) I mean, in politics, you got to appeal to the people you want to vote for you. And so I love the fact though, that when they picked out Homer, like he like scratches his butt and burps and burns is like, really this guy like, again, it doesn't feel like Burns knows who Homer is. I know. And I and I do want to point out, we're going to go through this as each episode, but I do like this for the in this godforsaken state. I want to see how many times they allude to being in a state, but never actually say the state. Uh, I'm sure there's probably a good couple hundred episodes. I know. All right, so Maggie eats her food with a pacifier, as we see at the uh, table when they're all... I love that. Like, she's a very resourceful baby. Yep, and this is right before Homer has to ask Marge um, if Burns could have dinner there. And Marge is obviously absolutely not. And then he's like, kids, I want you to leave the room. I can't see... I can't have you see what I'm about to do next. And they're like, "Uh uh-oh. And, like, I love how the fact that the animation, like, in, like... Uh, in the last episode, uh, Andy was like a lot of the stuff in the Simpsons that his kids know from Warner Brothers, they got from the Simpsons. And I feel like this is an instance of that because in the Warner Brothers, when you see like a cartoon character run away, it's like a blur. And that was exactly the animation style in this scene where they're like, where it's like, all right, kids, I don't want you to see this. And like they leave in a blur. And I thought yeah. I thought that was, you know, good animation. I mean, it is what it is. Maybe it made it easier on the uh, animators to do it that way. I don't know. Yeah. So Homer tries to snuggle with Marge, but she uh, won't do it because she can't express herself. Like she just goes onto the floor and then Homer's like, okay, you can express yourself. And you know, she comes back to bed and she's like, oh, I will express myself. Well, so he had said, well, you uh, Homer's like, well, you express yourself through the house that you keep and the food that you make. And I think this is where we see Marge formulating a plan. Because as you just said, she's like, oh, I will express myself then. And Homer, you kind of look at Homer and he's kind of got this confused look on his face. Yeah. He's like, oh boy, what is he going to, what is she going to do? Yep. And so the Homer, uh, so the next day they're all getting ready for the dinner with Burns. All the Simpsons are in makeup. All of them, the cat, dog, (laughs) everyone. I don't think the cat or the dog need makeup. (laughs) No, but I do like that at the very end it's homer and he's you know all in his makeup and 
they're like, we don't, you know, we want him to be the common man, not uh, Tyrone Power. And I looked it up, and okay, uh, Tyrone Tyrone Edmund Power the yep. Third was an American film, stage, and radio actor from the 1930s to the 1950s. Uh, Power appeared in a dozen films, often in uh, swashbuckler roles or romantic leads. Okay, and so obviously, Mr. Burns is older. I'm sure, like that's why that reference was kind of thrown in there because yeah. he knew the makeup stylings of this person. And apparently it was just a thrown in. I, no one else, just like you said, you know, who is this guy? No one's going to really get. No. I mean, I, I would love to show this particular episode to like the, the, the generation's years and show them this clip and be like, you have any idea who that is? And like, I didn't know, I, you know, to be perfectly honest, our dad is, he reads a lot. He, he knows a lot of information. You think he would even know who Tyrone power is. I don't know. It'd be a good, uh, good uh, thing to show him. I think I might have to ask him. So, you know, we get to the night of the dinner Burns, you know, they're rearranging the Simpsons house with like Burns stuff and Burns comes to the door and he's like, I brought some noodle noodle kugel. And I, I feel like that dish is a very Jewish centric dish. It might not be. But I, I remember having it a lot at Temple and oh, yeah. our mom I, made it a, a few times here and there. And so yep. like, is Burns Jewish or is it just... Or he, or he thinks the Simpsons are Jewish. Like, I don't I don't know why the writers came up with Noodle Kugel for that. Yeah, it's, it's a very obscure dish to bring yeah. to a house. Like, I knew what it was. I'm sure, obviously, I know you know I what did, it yeah. was. I'm kind of curious to know if other people and other cultures know what noodle kugel is no you're wrong it's very delicious and i actually kind of craving it right now Uh, but why that dish and why did burns even bring food did he really need to bring food no so i i do say this now so hopefully the people that listen to this episode when it when it comes out on sunday and monday maybe just maybe this might be a really good trivia question for trivia tuesday so, so maybe wink, wink. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens on Tuesday. All right. So they, uh, Santa's little helper and snowball jump on Burns independently, not all yeah. together. And you know, the public loved it. I think yeah. that was almost the tipping point yeah. where, where Burns had the lead. He, he couldn't lose unless he did something absolutely stupid. So then it's question time at dinner. I love how the fact that like his team are like telling him to eat the salad that like 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 uh, i feel like burns should know to do that but again he's old he doesn't he doesn't seem to understand politics because he hired a team and so homer asks him a question burns like oh i didn't realize we were gonna have questions and homer almost was like oh yeah that's what the card told me and then burns Burns yeah i i i don't i've never had a politician over for a meal i've I hardly ever speak to politicians. I've met a few here and there. Do politicians really stay like go to, I don't know if they do it. I, they probably don't do it anymore in this day and age where they go to Joe Schmo's house to have dinner with them. But would they really set up a question and answer? Well, I, mean, I think since it was live on TV, I think that they're trying to get, it was, remember it was the night before. So I think yeah. they were just trying to get some polling, Yeah, you know, information out there so burns could answer the question and answer it in a way that you know the simpsons might you know respond to and then that hikes up the polls 
And I do feel, I feel for Lisa, I feel like any politician who, who would do this and Burns did this unknowingly because it was his team where his team told Lisa, Hey, you need to ask him this question. And Lisa wanted to ask him something else. And they're like, no, if you go, like, if you're a person who's politically active and you go to a rally and you want to ask a question to a politician, I know a lot of times, like, especially in like late night TV shows, anytime there's an interview, there's always questions run through a moderator. If they don't allow you to ask that question, demand to know why. Dem- like, well, just- I, I feel like that. I mean, I, obviously we're, we're going to try to stay out of politics. Yeah. But you go, you, I mean, you watch those debates on TV and the person yeah. asks the question, they're some of the stupidest questions. Yeah. Like they really are. And I'm like, did that person really want to ask that question? Because I want, wouldn't. No. Like I, if I went to a thing, I want to write my own question. I guarantee you, they'd be like, nope, you're not allowed to ask that yeah. question. So like, if you feel like you need to ask a question to your politician, write them, call their office, go through, go through channels to try to get your question answered. Even if it's just privately answer to you and i know there's a lot like i remember i don't know if you remember doing this i believe it was in eighth grade where we had to write a uh state senator or state legislature and i i don't remember what question i asked but i got like you know one of those cookie cutter responses you know if if you have a question that you want answered by a politician or even a city official, like let's say, hey, garbage collection isn't coming for some reason. Write them. Don't be relentless about it. Get your answer. That way, yep. you that way you're an informed voter. After Lisa asks her question, she gets up and leaves, and Marge is like, Lisa, you know what? Don't worry about it. I got this. Uh, I got this. So Marge brings out uh, uh, Burns's main course, which is. Mm-hmm unfortunate i like to say unfortunately it's blinky like is it blinky blinky or did they just go and catch another three-eyed fish so i i i think this (laughs) i I kind of feel but you know in in later episodes you see a three-eyed fish and you just yeah you see multiple well you see multiple three-eyed fish so are they just all is it like the snowball thing where they're all blinky but like one two three four well maybe that's like the so remember, you called him Blinky. Well, maybe that's a type of fish. I mean, you could say it's a go- you could say it's a goldfish, but it's a Blinky fish. I think the name of the fish is Blinky, as we will uh, find out at the end of this episode. Yes. Uh, so maybe there's just multiple Blinkies, or as you said, maybe they caught another fish. Like how? Here's the thing: How would Marge have gotten the original Blinky? Exactly. It was pretty, probably under lock and key. I mean, Burns had it. So I feel like the fish itself was probably under lock and key. So Marge or maybe Bart went out fishing again and caught a new fish. Yeah. And so Bart takes a bite, uh, Burns takes a bite of the fish, chews it a little bit, immediately spits it out. And remember in his ad, he said, oh yeah, Blinky will taste good. And it basically, I don't know why it would kill his poll numbers. I, I, well, he spit it out. He, he, I mean, he literally told everyone it tastes good. <laughs> and I mean, everyone was hanging on that. That was obviously the linchpin of his entire campaign was Blinky tastes yeah. good. Uh, and then I love how like, um, so after that happens, all the reporters in the Simpsons house run outside and there's just phones and landlines just set up there. Like, I mean, I don't know if maybe you could tap a phone line outside and set up a call center like in this day and age if that were to happen everybody has a cell phone yes not everyone has a cell phone but not everyone had cell phones in the 90s no uh not a lot i don't even 
I mean, they were big, bulky cell phones. Yeah. And I love uh, one of the reporters like, I got a scoop for you. Burns can't swallow own story. Yep. And uh, so he gets angry. And uh, we find out what the C in C Montgomery Burns stands for. You know, it's funny. I always knew what, what the C stood for. I knew it was Charles. Like, I, yeah. I've known that forever. I didn't realize that this was the episode. Because it's actually said at least two or three more times in the next probably ten seasons. Yeah. Otherwise, they just refer to him as C. Montgomery Burns. Exactly. And I like I, I heard it. I'm like, man, I could have sworn it was a much, <laughs> much later episode that they actually say it. So Charles Montgomery Burns. Yep. So Burns wrecks the Simpsons house after blowing the election. And then Lisa's like, why are you wrecking all of our stuff? And Burns is like, you're right. Let's go back to my house and uh, break, break something more tasteful. <laughs> okay. That's kind of a dick thing to say yeah you know simpsons you know they don't have the the biggest the most uh you know stuff they don't have good stuff so as burns is leaving to go wreck his own stuff uh he calls the simpsons uh slacked jawed troglodytes and for anybody out there and I, i i've heard the term troglodyte before and i couldn't place what it what it meant it's another term for a qua- uh, cave dweller a neanderthal i mean i wouldn't necessarily call the simpsons neanderthals i'd call homer a neanderthal. in... i'd call homer a okay neanderthal. <laughs> maybe but they definitely don't live in a cave no no they don't and then but burns, compared, uh... compared to burns they might as well yes so burns threatens to make homer's dreams go unfulfilled which i think is funny because after burns leaves he's not going to remember who homer is no no absolutely not i thought that was funny yep and then marge obviously makes homer feel better for you know not uh having his dreams crushed so we got a few notes here at the end as so you... monty burns and mary bailey are battling to become chief executive of a state whose name is never mentioned like, like, I do just think it's hilarious that this early on, every TV show that I could think of, regardless of if it's fictional or not, at least the state is mentioned. Yeah. Like, it's just really funny how The Simpsons just decided that we're going to create a show with a fictional city. and It's just not from anywhere. Yeah. Like, it, it just seems it, it just seems really funny to me that that that's the direction that they decided to go. I mean, it works. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it, 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 on multiple levels, it works. Oh, yeah. And people still talk about it to this day. Oh, what state are they in? They're not in any state. They're in Springfield. They're in the state of Springfield, which is uh, the 52nd state. Yes. Uh, wait, what's the 51st? Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a territory. Oh, I thought there was technically a 50. Maybe not. No. no. Uh, I think you need to listen to more uh, of Andy's uh, education series. Yeah. I'm going to listen to more of his stuff. So, uh, this episode won the Environmental Media Award in 1991 for Best TV Show with an Environmental Message, which is don't dump nuclear waste into rivers and streams. Otherwise, you yeah, will which Burns fish. does. Yeah, he, he does that multiple times throughout the series. Yes. So uh, the name of the episode is in reference to a uh, Herbert Hoover uh, slogan, a chicken in every pot and a car in every backyard to boot so which i i don't know why he wouldn't have gone with the word garage unless cars didn't go into garages back then i mean herbert hoover was i don't remember when hoover was president or ran for president if anybody i need to listen to more education apparently uh, <laughs> probably not i don't know when the garage 
started becoming a thing, probably at least in the 60s, maybe yeah, 70s. Yeah, I mean, who puts their car in the backyard? Unless you're coming off like an alley, who's uh, just parking their car in a backyard? Well, I mean, technically at your old house, your garage was in the alley. Yeah, that's why I said alley. Yeah. But I maybe most houses were off alleys. I guess I'm not entirely sure how houses were yeah. back then. So uh, uh, we, we got a couple of Citizen Kane references. Great movie, by the way. Uh, the scene where Burns is giving a speech in front of his poster, uh, that is taken from when uh, the lead in Citizen Kane is giving his speech in front of his poster. And the scene where Burns is tearing apart the Simpsons house, uh, that is also in reference to Citizen Kane. And so, so I do love your note down here about this episode reran on June oh, 25th yeah. in 1992 with a new chalkboard gag where Bart writes, it's potato, not potato, in reference to the then vice president, Dan Quayle, tried to correct a student who correctly spelled potato in an elementary uh, spelling bee. So is, the student spelled potato correctly. Quayle tried to add an E at the end. That ain't a good look. Why would they redo a chalkboard? I, it's To make fun is, of Dan Quayle. No, I get that, but where is that chalkboard gag in reference to production? Like, obviously, it wasn't in this Disney episode. Plus. Like, no, I, I'm wondering. I mean? I'm wondering if they made it specifically for that rerun in '92. So, like a one-run rerun of with yeah. a different chalkboard gag. Yeah. Okay, we're we're gonna keep an eye out. I want to see if that actually next, comes up. If it actually comes up, I want to right. see in the next few years you know, while we're watching episodes, if it actually gets used. Cause that would be kind of interesting to see if, you know how they like, they repeat couch gags. Oh yeah. I, it'd be interesting to see if, you know, maybe someone saw that episode and like, okay, you know what? Let's, let's reuse that one more time <laughs> just in a different episode. So everyone can see it because if you put it in a rerun, not everyone's going to see it. Cause they're going to be like, well, I saw the original run of that episode. Why am yeah. I going to watch a rerun today? Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting little tidbit. So uh, final thoughts on the episode? I mean, I this is just kind of one of my uh, favorite, I think, underrated episodes. Okay. Like it's not it's not one you see all the time. No, um, it, it really isn't. I I love just the beginning of the episode where you kind of get <laughs> Homer's take on you know, being at the nuclear power plant and how his life kind of runs. This is really the first time you see anyone at the power plant making, you know, accusations to Burns on how bad the plant <laughs> really is. I, I feel mean, like this might be the only episode where the plant is under inspection. You know, I I, I think there's at least one or two more. Okay. But we'll we'll put a pin in that and find it. Okay. Um, but obviously the introduction of Blinky is amazing. It's just, oh, yeah. you know, where he comes from. It's just kind of an off, uh, I mean, it obviously played the entire episode, but it's yeah. one of those, the beginning of the episode always speaks to how the episode's going to kind of branch out Yeah, and putting that right in the beginning of the episode where Blinky is found just, it's just so cool to see a now notable character Yeah, that's out in the world like i don't know if you noticed but they made a set of blinky vans shoes oh my god i know they did like a bart simpson's vans yeah but blinky yeah they're slip on blinky shoes oh my god i I don't i shut up and take my money i know i think they're sold out now but someone posted those on instagram and i'm like Man, I but originally, so I, they they're actually for grown ups. But I when I originally saw the post from 
Well, when I originally saw the post for Vans, they were just for little kids. And I was oh. thinking about getting, I was thinking about getting my son one because I'm like, why wouldn't I get him those slip on shoes? Fish. Exactly. So I, I assumed it was just for kids because but that's it's not, that's, it, it, it's not just for kids. It's actually for grownups as well. So if you're on Vans's website and they're still available, dude, get them because they're amazing. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to give this, I'm not going to go all the way to everything's coming up Millhouse, but I'm giving it a number four mm, sprinkles because it, it is a great episode. It's not on my, I wouldn't say it's on my top 10 or top oh, 20 no. list, um, but it is a fantastic episode. I love anytime Burns gets shut down for doing <laughs> stupid stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so it is. But did he get shut down oh, though? Oh, he got shut down hard. Well, well, not the plant. I'm saying Mr. Burns. Oh, Mr. Gotcha. Burns got shut down. I gotcha. He got what was coming to him. It's kind of uh, like in our future episode when he tries to win a, a film, the film film oh, award God, and I an Oscar. About that episode. So, so we'll get to that later. But uh, I love episodes where Burns just gets his ass handed to him. Um, I, 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 I enjoy this episode. Um, I like the introduction of Blinky. I like the continuity with. You know, with Bart putting in the uh, the newspaper clipping next to the one where he vandalized Jebediah Springfield statue. The po- political, like, I like how they captured the essence of politics are, and it still hold, holds true today with how politics are, like, divisive and um, how we, you know, should be talking to one another. Um, I like the fact that, you know, they really did a good job of making Marge a very strong female character. And it's just like, she took, she took it in her own hand to, you know, prove Burns wrong on something and to prove Homer wrong. And she's, um, I, I never, I never came to this conclusion that Marge was a super strong female character, but she really is the like, I think she's the glue that holds that family together. I think without Marge, that family is just, and I think we see it in a few episodes where, you know, Marge goes off and like, they just fall apart. I'm going to have to agree with you uh, on the mm, sprinkles grade this week. I enjoy this episode. Um, I think it would be an episode where I may go out of my my way to watch it. Um, some of the sight gags are great. Love Blinky. Love Blinky. Uh, just on a side note. So Mayor Bailey or Mayor, Mayor, Mayor mary bailey investigative reporter do show up in a few other episodes but really as side characters okay yeah i mean usually it's really funny that they would obviously the governor does run the state so it's 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 not off to see the governor involved no in in an episode like this where where it's a nuclear power plant that's in the state of whatever and (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Yep, exactly. And you know, that's, that's who would be in charge of shutting down the power plant. The state would be not, you know, mayor Quimby. So that's why, and that's why Burns ran for governor so that his plan wouldn't be shut down. Yeah. So it is kind of cool that they went deeper into the, you know, the, political system yeah. as opposed to saying oh no it's just because mayor quimby was already a uh character they could i mean they could have went that route they could have said yeah. okay mayor quimby you're gonna you're you're gonna be the one in charge of shutting down the plant burns could run for mayor blah 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 yeah. but they didn't they actually took it to the next level yeah. and said okay the state would be the one to shut it down let's go governor is there an and- episode 
where Burns runs for mayor, or am I just imagining I, that? No, I mean, I feel like a lot of people run for mayor. I know uh, Sideshow <laughs> Bob runs for mayor. Yeah. I feel like Burns runs for mayor. Homer might even run for mayor. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't think so. That being said, I just want to let everyone know that by the recording of this episode, uh, we've superseded a thousand downloads. Um, I probably could have mentioned that last episode, but I didn't want to uh, oh. hit Andy with the boring details of that. No. Um, but we've uh, superseded 1,000 downloads. So, so thank you to all of our listeners. Yeah, thank you. Please keep and, listening. And our contest uh, that was running has come to its uh, conclusion. I'm going to be tallying up all the surveys that we got. So thank you to everyone who put in all your feedback. Yep. Um, we're going to read through it. I think what we're going to do is we're going to start doing some notable um, feedback on our show. So at the end of every episode, we're going to start mentioning uh, feedback, you know, every episode from a certain person. We'll say your name and say what you wrote because um, I do love the feedback. We may need to do it at the beginning or at the end. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll thank decide. you for the feedback. It's 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 been awesome. We've gotten some really good responses. So thank you guys for listening and enjoying and continuing to listen twitter is the simpsons did it pc instagram the simpsons did it pod and on facebook you just type in the simpsons did it click on our page click follow you can see all the fun things we've been posting week after week after week um so let's finish up with our character profile and this week we're highlighting our favorite simpson character okay not it maybe not our favorite <laughs> simpson character top but five one of, top five we'll call him oh how about this how about we call him our favorite simpsons animal Hey, well, what about Santa's little helper? Bah, Blinky's better. Okay, anyway, what? so what's wrong with you? <laughs> okay, maybe not. So <laughs> Blinky's our top top ten Simpsons character, top five Simpsons animal. There we go. Okay, I settled it. Okay, so Blinky is our character profile, and his identity is the three eyed fish. Yep. Um, his home. He lives in the stream outside uh, Springfield Nuclear Power Plant. So I'm guessing. Burns must have set him free, you know, catch and release, mind yeah. you. How third eye formed? Mutation resulting from water polluted by nuclear waste and not by how Jar uh, Charles Darwin put it, evolution. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Burns's uh, theory is, though, is Blinky's next step in the uh, on the fish evolutionary scale. Um, and the taste, the all-important taste of Blinky or Blinky type fish. Yes. Only Mr. Burns knows for sure. I want to know what Blinky tastes like. I know either that or, you know, it could have been a complete setup. Let, I mean, could have let's just, let's just call this what it is. Marge. Yes. Fed Blinky or Blinky fishy to, <laughs> to Burns, but did Marge cook it horribly? What flavoring did she use? I mean, we do know what? Marge is a good cook. We do. But, but that being said, Maybe there was something she could have done to make this fish taste better instead of just throwing it in a pan on the stove. That's true. Maybe it was sabotage. Or maybe she just cooked it, didn't put any other stuff on it, just fed it plain. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. Like mahi-mahi, trout, tuna, a lot of those fishes, really, you do use like tartar sauce and dipping sauce, stuff like yeah. that, mind you. But they do taste good without it. Yeah. Salmon... I can't eat without a flavoring for oh, whatever yeah. reason. I just can't eat salmon without a flavoring. So to be fair, however, this fish was cooked might not have been up to Burns' standards or it could have just completely tasted like nuclear waste. And I mean, it, it probably out. did. I mean, it's, so... 
it's it's a radiated fish yes so to be fair it could have been a horrible tasting fish but only burns knows only Only burns Burns knows and only marge knows how she cooked it that's true so until next time i'm steven skolansky i'm robert skolansky and this has been the simpsons did it Shh.